Welcome to Southern Sisters Radio, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. Join us as we celebrate life from a Southern point of view. Here's your host, author, founder of Southern Sisters Home, Jenny McCormick Earhart. Hey everyone and welcome to the Southern Sisters Radio program. We're glad you're here. It's a great day in the studio. It is. A beautiful day in the neighborhood, too. It's another... It's not Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. <laughs> I'm going down memory lane oh, today. Oh, man. That just, I had this flashback. I remember uh, when... Was it Eddie Murphy did Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. <laughs> yes. Oh, my hilarious. word. That was hysterical. Oh, my gosh. Those Eddie. were the days... God bless Eddie Murphy. I, I still know. love him. He's a mess. Still love him. He's a mess. He's he awesome. We're awesome. Glad, we're glad everybody's here today, though. Oh, we yeah, are just um, too. loving life in the South. And no better way to celebrate life in the South than hanging out with your BFF. That's right. Which is and what I'm doing today. I'm by my BFF to come join mm-hmm. her again today. This is always so well, much fun. You know fun. what? There's something to be said for Pam's ability to give some insight on Southern life and Southern culture. Oh, honey, I'm a Southern girl. Uh, well, we've known each other Die for... Hard. Not going to say not how long. Not going to say how long. People will start doing math. There are people out there that would do math since, in their heads. Since college... So what, about five or six years now? That's exactly right. Nick, I see, your you, mother raised right? you well, too. Oh, this, is why, this is why I love him so much. Oh, Nick, you're the bomb. He, he makes me feel young. I know it. We're going to have to hang out with you more often just if, just for the motivation mm. and the encouragement and the, and the wonderful thoughts and world wishes. Oh, my gosh. Know, right? You're awesome, Nick. so true. Well, we are just here to celebrate life in the South, mm-hmm. um, the show for Southern women, Absolutely. which is us yes. and the men who adore us, which is Nick. Me. He told me last <laughs> Nick that he adored me, as, as does Earl. And Earl, uh, yeah. and um, I'm still waiting. There might be another person out there. Oh, I'm so, sure there's um, at least one. You know, if there's someone out there now. who you Teddy. know want to adore me, Teddy you're more than welcome you. to do so. My Teddy, her my Teddy little boy her. Teddy, my little <laughs> my little poodle Teddy, mm-hmm. my sweet little man, my mm-hmm. rescue. He's Rescues rescue are awesome. Mm-hmm. He's the most loving little dog. I'll he tell you precious. what. He's, He's my boy. Beautiful. Both of your little dogs are precious and, and Bella wonderful. Too. Let me get a shout out for Bella. Heaven mm. forbid I shouldn't give Bella one. Hey, Bella. They might get jealous. <laughs> like she's really watching. <laughs> you would be surprised. <laughs> right? Yeah. I know people who leave the TV on for their dogs when they're gone during the day. I do that on vacation. You do? When I'm somewhere really? new. Yes. For Any example, particular? When, when are they go, watching? Wendy Williams? Or? Hallmark Channel. <laughs> oh, jeez. I want my dogs calm. Something I don't want wholesome. them riled. I Hallmark Channel. <laughs> Something positive. A positive uh, yeah, experience for yeah, them. Yeah. I hear you. Oh, you know, that is that is that is too funny. It's true though. I mean when you're when they're in a new surrounding mm-hmm. and they're not used to the noises in the house right. or the creeks, especially when I go to the beach. Yeah. When I'm visiting family or friends, it's a no brainer. They're right. they're fine with that. But whenever I go to the beach, and of course mm-hmm. those who know me and love me well know I live on the beach when I'm at the beach. So my poor babies, I just ha- I just broke down, turned on the television for yeah. them a couple of years ago, and I do that every time I go somewhere on vacation. And they're not used to the surroundings. Yeah, I, I, I do wonder that sometimes when I'm when I'm away all day and I, my dog Dixie is at home, my mm-hmm. my precious dog, um, beautiful you know, dog. What is it like to be? her you know walking in her shoe think of it you're schlepping around the house all day long what do you do you walk over to the window you check out the squirrels and the birds you come back you you know you eat some food you drink some water you lay down you take my mom nap. has a security camera in her house and really? the dog i mean really it's just a whole lot of sleeping is it really? Just a whole lot of sleeping. Pretty much. Sleeping. That's what I've yeah. been told, not to worry about them when they're at home. When they're thirsty, they'll get up and get something to drink. Mm-hmm. They may yeah. eat a little bit of food, but they mostly sleep during the day. And But I've actually considered um, getting a security system. So that just I can to check watch in the on dogs. them, <laughs> and just to see, just to see, get, yeah. be, be real mean and get one of those with right? a two-way voice. Yeah. Teddy, hey, freak hey, them, them out! Oh no, and you, know, you can do it with your phone app too. You can do it not only on your computer but on yeah. your phone. And I can oh, yeah. learn about that. Literally sit here and go. 
Hey, babies. Oh, my How gosh. How are my little sugar bears doing? Oh, yeah. And you need to say Hi, it Bella. just like that. Hi, I do. <laughs> I do. They're mama's babies. They're my little lambs. That's oh what I say to gosh. them. Mama's little lambs. Mm. I know Nick's about to lose it over there. Yeah, I know, right? Like, are you serious? Yes. Nick this needs a pay why, raise for listening to this. This is why I need a husband. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, we got, we probably have a lot of eligible, bab- el- 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 eligible bachelors within the sound of our, uh, you know, you never know. And if you have any, if you have any wonderful, you know, just gentlemen email, out there, just yeah. email Southern Sisters. Home. Sisters home. Say, email. Let, because here's the reality. I'm transitioning on you here. Uh-huh. Jenny will have to approve. I had to approve a rural. She would have to approve. I'm so might as well judge. let her filter. Let let her filter everyone out first. Yeah, think, let her that, do it. Isn't that usual for you ladies, though? Don't you usually, oh, like, like you have to pass a certain family member. They have is to important, be vetted. And then you have to pass yes. the BFF this test. Is, yes. You have to pass those tests Absolutely. before you can be Because you know what? Welcome. You know why that is? Yeah. Sometimes you're blinded by love. Completely. You know what I'm saying? You might, get, you might get swept off your feet. You're wrapped up in somebody. And then, you know, you need somebody with a level head mm-hmm. to take a look yes. and say, you know, sweetie, he's he's sweet and adorable, but... But, you know, but, he just yeah, ain't your type. He ain't your type. <laughs> but that happened, to, that happened to me about 20 years ago. I was in an on again, off again relationship with a gentleman for almost three years. No kidding. When we ended it, I had three friends who said, you know, I really didn't see you with him. And I thought, well, why didn't you tell me this? The first four months, five months, but it was it. But it's true. Yeah, that was, I, mean, thought, that say me I am so glad she's not with him. Now. <laughs> <laughs> can I say that? Uh, yes, you can. Uh, you wonderful know. gentleman, wonderful yeah. gentleman, but just not right for me. No. I mean, a wonderful oh, yeah. man, wonderful mm-hmm. man. I have a lot of respect and, for him, but just not right. And for ladies, me. ladies and gentlemen out there, you know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. We've all we been know. there. We've all had relationships. You know, you're either. You may be in a relationship now. You may be out of a relationship now. You may be just coming out of a relationship. Um, this is a common thing with women. And a lot of times, you know, when you, you've got a man in your life or a, a significant other, um, you do kind of want to have him pass the test with your loved ones. Absolutely. They, you know, and hopefully your loved ones will give you an, an objective opinion. And my, I have two. You and my sister. Yes. If you and Andrea mm-hmm. don't. Care approve. for the person, <laughs> approve. If there are any red flags, I you two are my are my compass, yeah. are my gauge to yeah. send me in that right direction. Do, so. do you know, I remember when I was dating before I was married. I remember one of my little pet peeves was if if a guy. I, I was very observant of how a a person a man would treat his mother, mm-hmm. and and believe it or not, the way he would treat servers in restaurants. Yes. To me, that yes. is a dead giveaway. And Patrick Retzer is watching on Facebook Live saying, really? loving this. And I'm sure he knows the oh, same way. Patrick. That's how Hi, we're Patrick. used to being judged is, guess what? <laughs> I better treat my mama right, because that's right? how a that's good exactly woman judges. If you're good to your mom, yeah. you'll be yes. good to your wife. If yes. you're sassing your mama, you you're might just sass your wife even wife more. Someday. And we even don't need more. that. None of us need that. No, 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 no. no. Life's too short for drama. <laughs> and I am, dra- again, as I've shared before, Drama-free zone, people. Drama-free drama free zone. And a, good, and a good Southern woman ain't afraid, whether she's no. mama or wife, to, Thank you know, you. to put to, the smack down once in a while if you got yeah. to. Lovingly yeah. put the smack Doesn't, down. Nick uh-uh. has a lot of Southern sisters' wisdom. Just bless think, your heart. I, <laughs> I think I'm rubbing off on him just a little bit. <laughs> well, we got a couple of a couple of real, actually, significant things to talk about this week. You know that I'm doing a Zulily event. Yes, you are. Do you know about that? Yeah, I don't I've know if you guys about it. Yes, but you need to share with everyone because it's very exciting. Well, if you ever do any shopping on Zulily, okay, this is a, a wonderful way to get name brand items, discount prices. What they, they do, what they're called, uh, they call them events. Mm-hmm. It's like a flash sale, mm-hmm. all right? So Southern Sisters, my little company was approached about a mm, couple of months ago. Couple months ago, yeah. said, we want to 
feature your products. So the sale is coming up. I will be, I say I, me, our little Southern Sisters Home Company mm-hmm. will be on Zulily starting on Monday, March 13th. That's a three day, three or four day sale. Wow. Slashing the prices. Slashing the prices. Are we looking okay there? You checked yeah, no, yeah, Patrick uh, just letting us know. He said, What did he say? My mother and wife <gasps> yes. have given me proper home training. <gasps> good. That's appropriate. Good. Patrick, that's wonderful. That's mother and wonderful. wife. Mother and wife. They both mm-hmm. done Absolutely. good. Good. That's, that's what a good, a good wife that's does. That's a good wife does that there too. Is a, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that, I always have considered that uh, an important part of a wife's responsibility, the, the training them. aspect I, of her husband. I will say as a man, you know, we got to be trained. Raise them in the way they should go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Husbands. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. That's about children. I'm sorry. I got the verses wrong. It translates. It translates to husbands. We we men are just big grown-up boys. So you're right. You're right. So guys, yes. So we got the Zulily event coming up. And then, you know, I talked a little bit last week Mm -hmm. about our Pinners Conference. Oh, I'm so excited about this. We may talk a little bit more about that in the fourth segment. For for those of you that are on Pinterest, I know that my my daughters, I have three daughters. Uh, daughters in their 20s and uh, you know they'll ask me occasionally for a recipe or I'll, I'll say you know what are you doing for dinner oh, I'm going to get a recipe off Pinterest mm-hmm. I need a recipe for this and I'm like well you know you do you, you, you know somebody that knows how to cook you know, you, <laughs> too bad there's not somebody in your family that writes cookbooks that you could get a recipe from. Uh, they're like, no, they just go to Pinterest and literally they're cooking and, you know, everything off of Pinterest. Which is, anyway, a Pinterest conference is coming to Georgia in April and we're going to talk more about that. Mm, I can't wait to hear about segment. this. Yeah. We will be right back. Okay. the Southern Sisters radio program. You like our Irish jig there? I our love Irish it. music? Love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Braveheart? Yes. Who oh, hasn't? My word. But that's that Scottish, is one, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Mel Gibson. It's one good looking. Uh, it's, oh, was he Scottish? Scottish. It's Scottish. Never you know mind. what? You know what? Never it's mind. okay. Good try. I, I know. It's a kill. Good of try. Course he's, of course he's <laughs> Scottish. Good try. It's another good Irish movie. What's the one with Brad Pitt? Um, oh, no, 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 no. He comes Maureen over. O'Hara and John Wayne. That's a good one. The Quiet, oh, the quiet Man. Quiet Man. Yes, quiet man. That was a good one. <gasps> yeah. There was one with Harrison. You should know this. There was one with Harrison Ford and, and um, Brad Pitt. He was. I'm, he came oh, over. It was the IRA? Um, it, it was, yeah, he um, was a. a, a oh, golly, Harrison I played can't a cop. The name of it. He played a Boston police officer, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and this he guy did. came over from the. Uh, I guess he's part of the uh, the Northern the Ireland. Ireland. Was it, it based Northern on? Ireland. Was it based on the? Was it Patriot Games? The Tom Clancy book? No, Patriot Games. He was, was a, he was an agent. He was the, yeah, um, the IRA attack. IRA did attack, and he was on. Yes, they're this, one, this one had this one had Brad Pitt and all of his rugged fineness. In it. <laughs> oh, and by the way, it's a good movie too. Good movie. Oh my gosh! I oh remember what it was gosh. about. So I have a, I have a really good friend who's in Ireland right now. She and her husband and two other couples have been have spent the past week there. They're coming back, I believe, this weekend. But oh my goodness, the pictures they posted, awesome! I, I want to go awesome. one day. I know it's yeah. on my Gorgeous list. Never very short yeah, list. Beautiful, very green, very beautiful. How about this for St. Patrick's Day? We have a little uh, an Irish toast because we're going to be talking about cocktails. Mm. We're going to do some Irish cocktails. Ooh. We'll get the history out of the way first, and then we're going to celebrate with some Irish cocktails. Here we go. Ready? May your blessings outnumber the shamrocks that grow, and may trouble avoid you wherever you go. 
I clink, like that. And then you clink your glasses together. That's and awesome. I like down that some Irish That's whiskey. nice. I right? like that. Isn't that great? That's great. Now, St. Patrick's Day is celebrated traditionally, many of you know, on March 17th, right? It's the traditional religious feast day of St. Patrick and the day that he is believed to have died in 460 A.D., 460 AD. We're going way Wow, I didn't realize that was that far back. Right? 460. The Irish have observed this religious holiday for thousands of years. I mean, a long, long time, right? St. Patrick is the beloved patron saint of Ireland. But guess what, guys? He was not Irish. He was English. He was. Nick is nodding (gasps) his head as if he he I didn't know that. that. Well, so my birthday is March the 20th. Yes. So St. Patty's Day already always kind of falls Mm -hmm. into the groove of what, you know. We got to celebrate your birthday next week. Oh, goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, No, but yeah. And so my birthday is March 20th, which, of course, my 21st birthday was very disappointing. St. Patty's Day was three days beforehand. Yes, so you all had my to, old enough friends, and I'm like, hey, your guess green what? Beer a little late. I get to be DD. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I've done some no research too, for you. and I thought that was funny. I'm yeah. like, you know, as much as you always hear about the tussle politically oh. over there in mm-hmm. Ireland and England, mm-hmm. and uh, right? that, you know, they massively celebrate an Englishman. It's, it's actually, figure. well, that's funny. It's, it's I would, a very I cool no story. Clue. Oh, yeah. He was born in Britain and at the age of 16 was captured by Irish raiders who attacked his family's estate. He was taken to Ireland, where he was held captive for six years, living a very solitary and lonely life. They put him out there in the, uh, in the, in the fields to be a shepherd. He was looking over the sheep. It was then that he became a devout Christian, embracing his religion really for solace. It was comforting for him during that time. And from his writing, we know that a voice which he believed to be that of God spoke to him in a dream, urging him to leave Ireland he did walking nearly 200 miles. Patrick escaped Britain, escaped, excuse me, escaped to bit Britain and undertook religious training. After 15 years of study, Patrick was ordained as a priest and sent back to Ireland. Imagine going back. Wow. To the place that had held you captive for so long. Then predominantly they were pagans in Ireland mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. And he is he was tasked with the job of converting them to Christianity. So because Patrick was familiar with the Irish language and the culture from his years of captivity, he chose to incorporate Irish ritual and symbols into his teachings rather than to eradicate Irish beliefs, which is a great idea. Mm-hmm. You don't want to come mm-hmm. in there and just say, you know, we're changing everything. We're changing everything. Right. right? right. Thus was born the Celtic cross, which is beautiful, which is beautiful. Right. The Celtic cross, right? Patrick superimposed the sun, a powerful Irish symbol, onto the traditional Christian cross so that the result would seem more natural to the Irish. It's beautiful. How about that? that? Good for Patrick, right? Yay, Patrick. So believe it or not, the first St. Patty's Day parade was held in New York City on March 17th, 1762. That's awesome. 1762. 1762. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Maybe those those ladies were wearing some green pantalones (laughs) underneath their dresses. (laughs) I do not Uh, know. Yeah. How about that? There's a lot of, you know, a lot of Irish immigrants and stuff like that in the Northeast and everything else. So that kind of makes sense. It It does. does, But 1762, I guess for me, it's more, I think, more Ellis Island migrating, you know, immigrating through Ellis Island in Mm -hmm. the late 1800s, early 1900s. They were here. I, wow. They I had no here. idea that, yeah. that we had and remember, a with the population. It only takes two or three to have a party. <laughs> this is also true. Have, Very true. They don't have to have that many. <laughs> you know, get 10 of them and you got a parade. I think that's anywhere in Europe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Which is now, why I love Europe. <laughs> well, I have a, um, I have Irish blood in me I also. Do too. And so it's so funny this time of year. You're like, yeah, I'm part Irish. Yeah, I had a kiss me, I'm Irish button when I was in middle school. <laughs> 
That's Swedish and Irish. Not Look a safe thing. No, not a safe thing to wear. I have this to Scott- middle school. I have Scottish, English, and Irish. So I do have one quick question. A yes. little bit of uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day trivia mm-hmm. for okay. you. So you know how you're supposed to wear green on St. Patrick's Day, right? Yes. And so you don't get pinched. Correct. Did you know that technically you're only supposed to wear green if you're Catholic? What? You are supposed to wear orange if you're Protestant, because. Back when there was yeah. the warring in Ireland yes. between the Catholics and the Protestants, yes. mm-hmm. the Catholics wore green to denote that they were Catholic, mm. and Protestants wore orange to denote that they were Protestant. Obviously, at the mm. end of the day, the Catholics won. That's part of the reason there's yes. a North and a South, a North Ireland and a just oh, Ireland. My word. But yeah, so you can be that person, wear orange on St. Patrick's Day, and go, oh, no, no, I'm not Catholic. I'm celebrating St. Patrick's <gasps> Day because I'm a Protestant. Oh my gosh! And I wear orange. That is so awesome. Yeah. You know, what's you don't think I would just inc- confuse all kinds of people though if I wore ir- uh, orange on Irish? Well, yeah, uh, on- and it's funny. I've seen things online. You can buy like an orange shirt right. with a four leaf, leaf clover. clover on it, and uh, it says I'm I've Protestant. I've seen that too. Okay, but you know <laughs> what? That's amazing. Uh, that's also the other color. I believe orange is on their on their flag. If I'm not it mistaken, is, it is. Correct. It is. That's why well, it's see, green and orange with the white in the middle. Yet another reason why I love St. Patrick's Day. You know why? Now I can wear orange, and I have. Another excuse oh, to celebrate Lord. my tigers. Dear Lord. There you go. <laughs> Not may, again. Uh, may I remind you? It always you. comes back to this. I'm sorry. T- NCAA champions. Oh, dear Lord. I, start, I started that. I'm sorry, Jenny. Yes, I you know, did. All you, do, all you had to do is reference Orange. But then we can tie in the uh, Auburn connection with yeah. my dear friend. I went to who Auburn. Who is an Auburn. Well, she's and a yet, Eagle. And yet, I don't talk about it half as much. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. That's because I watched all the sports. I know you, you know, I'm the sports. sports I'm the, I can tell her, you know, what can, she needs to know for a party. Can, can we, we talk about her, on what's going on? I'll tell you. Can we talk about our Irish coffee now? Oh, <laughs> yes. Let's shift. Oh, oh yes. Let's shift. As much as I'd love to talk about the Clemson Tigers all day long. No, we're not going to do that. No. Let's move Prepare on. It's Irish fall, Day. How about this one? Prepare to fall under the charm of the most famous coffee cocktail of all time. As Ooh. befits a drink with Irish heritage, you know, there are many, there, there are a number of tales surrounding its beginning, but this is for sure. Irish coffee is a cocktail consisting of hot coffee, Irish whiskey, and sugar. Now, some recipes specify that brown sugar should be used, really? and mine does. It's then stirred and topped with a thick cream. Now, the coffee is drunk through the cream, right? The original mm-hmm. recipe explicitly uses cream that has not been whipped. Although drinks made in this country are often done with the whipped cream. Right. So what you could do is you could pour pour it up there and you could just put your cream on top and not necessarily whipped. Just kind of pour that over the top Interesting. Of it. How about that? Okay. Right? Now, the Did ingredients for the Irish coffee cocktail are important. What I love to do, and I, I, I figured this out by accident one day. I put my cup. I was just making coffee in the morning. I put my cup in my Keurig and I was just doing five things at one time. Forgot to put my cake up in the top and just, just press... Press start before I had even put the cake cup in there. It ran hot water into my mm-hmm. coffee cup. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking, you idiot, you know. And so then I take, I take the I cup. We've all been there. And pour, I take the cup and pour out the water. But then I notice, wait a minute. Now my cup is nice and warm. Hot, in fact. Mm-hmm. It made the cup warm. Mm-hmm. So then when I put my cup back in and actually made my cup of coffee, I now had hot coffee in a hot, hot, coffee in a hot cup, which meant my coffee stayed warm a lot longer. Wow. Wow. Didn't think about that. Makes sense. So you see, makes perfect so sense. So now I just say, yeah, I meant to do that. <laughs> Accidental genius discovery. Accidental genius. You know, <laughs> that's Acc- how it she happens. She did it accidentally on purpose. Accidentally on purpose. Here's what you can do, guys, for the perfect Irish coffee cocktail. You're going to fill an Irish coffee mug with hot water and let it sit for about two minutes mm-hmm. or run it through your Keurig like mm-hmm. I did, right? That warms your glass. Got it? Got then it. what you're going to do is you're going to add a half an ounce of good Irish whiskey. All right. And one ounce of what's called brown sugar syrup. 
Now, you could use sugar. You could use brown sugar. It's so much better this way, okay? So brown sugar syrup is basically simple syrup. If you're a southern woman or man, you know what I'm talking about, right? But it's made with brown sugar. So it's it's ratio one-to-one brown sugar to water, just heated until the uh, the sugar is dissolved. Simple, simple syrup. Almost. Right? Right. So you got a half an ounce of Irish whiskey, one ounce of brown sugar syrup into the mug, combine that, and then um, fill it up with coffee. And if you want it to be sugar-free, just put in another one ounce of the Irish whiskey, and there you go. <laughs> you could just have all bing, bing, bing. nothing but whiskey. <laughs> Top it with some lightly sweetened whipped cream, right? Or not whipped at all. Or not at all. Hello, Irish coffee. Hello. Yeah, we, we didn't get to the other cocktails that's at all. That's a good way to start St. Patty's Day. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> that's, that's a start. We start, we start every good meal with a cocktail. Well, guys, we're going to be right back with more St. Patty's Day fun, food, cocktails, and oh, yes, Guinness brownies. Oh, yum. We'll be right back. Southern Sisters show. I love the Irish music. Me too. I know. I always appreciate it this time of year. I don't know why I don't listen to it. Have you ever watched any of the Irish dance shows on TV? Yes. You know, Michael Flatley. Yes. Love yeah. it. And Celtic women. Mm. Oh, I love them too. I've seen them live. If you ever have the opportunity to go see them live, you mm-hmm. need to do it. They're phenomenal. I love them. beautiful dresses. Mm-hmm. Their voices are like angels, aren't they? Oh, I want to sing right? like that. Sounds, sounds, oh, I do sing like I that. I don't sing like that. I get all choppy. <laughs> I don't sing anything like that. The only reason I can't listen to Irish music often is I feel like I have to have a beer or whiskey in my hand. Yes, is that the only bad, way you're going mean, to... Really? Yeah. And the problem is? Oh, that was, you know, it's, it's, oh, that's I can all you listen, listen to, to, and next thing you know, you can't drive. Well, you I, know? Yeah, <laughs> it's actually very soothing. I find this it to be true. very, very soothing and relaxing. So, yeah. Yes, There's really no reason why we couldn't have a cocktail in here at some point, though. You know, the Beer Guys show, they they enjoy a cocktail or two, a little beer, when they're recording their yeah, show. We can, you yeah, know, sure. Hey, if Let's the boys it. can do it, the girls can too. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. That's what I have to say. I'm going to have to get dibs on co-hosting that show. When you do the Beer Show, we'll, we'll do our own, our own Guinness show. Well, guys, one of the featured uh, dishes at St. Patrick's Day during this time oh, of year. Are, I love are, this. Uh, it's corned beef and cabbage. Now, mm-hmm. we know, you may say, what's so special about corned beef and cabbage? A lot of times, Everything. folks just boil it, you know, it's and wonderful. that is sort of a traditional way of making it. But I have got a really awesome, sort of a different preparation for you today. We're going to bake and glaze our corned beef, and you're going to love it, and it's not going to take as long. Really? It's wonderful. Okay, let's now, hear. first, a bit of history. Now, despite its strong association with Ireland, believe it or not, corned beef historically has had an extremely low consumption rate in that country. Really? Okay. Does that surprise you, Pam? Very much so. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Which is not to say they don't produce it. Throughout the 17th and 18th centuries, the green fields of Ireland were used to graze cattle to produce corned beef that went mainly to feeding British civilians. How about that? Hmm. Interesting. And for trade with the French. Now, the average Irishman was too poor to afford the very beef that they were raising, instead relying on a diet mainly of pork and lamb. Hmm. How about that? Now, it wasn't until the mass Irish immigration to the United States that the Irish lower class started consuming corned beef in large quantities. And the cheap price of beef in the U.S., as well as the Irish's close proximity to their Jewish neighbors... Mm-hmm. Right. Think of it that mm-hmm. way. The Jewish immigrant groups mm-hmm. who they were also busy producing their own salted beef specialty. Right. So the Irish have corned beef and the Jewish have pastrami. And that's what drove very this cl- consumption. And they're very close. Very similar. Very similar. Yeah, I do a Reuben. I usually do a Reuben with corned beef, but occasionally do it with pastrami. Mm-hmm. It's fabulous. Very similar. Right? I love them both. To this day, very little corned beef is actually consumed in Ireland by the Irish. 
Wow. So maybe it's not 100% authentic, but it sure is good. And here in the South, let me tell you, I know they serve a lot of corned beef in Savannah this time of year. Oh, they do. Uh They do. Go over there for an Irish celebration. How about my baked and glazed corned beef? I want to hear about this because this sounds wonderful. Okay, so you're going to love this. Okay, sounds great. Now, what we're going to do is you're going to need a three pound corned beef in the package. So you're going to take the corned beef from the package and you're going to note, you know, observe your corned beef. Look at it. Say, you know, hey, corned beef. This is what I notice. (laughs) Note that one side of the roast will have a layer of fat on it, right? Yes. And then the other side will have sort of those distinct lines indicating the grain of the beef. Mm -hmm. So you're going to lay the corned beef fat side up on a large piece of heavy-duty wide aluminum foil. Rub the contents of the spice packet over the corned beef. Okay. Okay. That's what I like to do. That's how how I originally put this into this recipe was some people, if they're doing their own thing, will just toss that that packet of seasoning. Mm -hmm. Just because you're not boiling, it doesn't mean you can't still use that packet. So just kind of rub it over the top. Got it? Okay. Uh, You're going to insert 15, 12 to 15 whole cloves into the corned beef. Got it? Really? Right, yeah, just uh, stud it, almost like you're studying a ham. Oh, okay. Evenly okay, spaced. Okay. And then what you're going to do is over the top, you're going to spread some hot, sweet honey mustard. Oh, and let me tell you, I love honey mustard. this is good. I'm going to give you that recipe really quick because it is a great thing to use on the corned beef, also just to have in the house. It's mm-hmm. great on sandwiches. I do one cup of spicy Dijon mustard and one fourth cup of honey, a little kosher salt, and some brown pepper. Got that? Just mm-hmm. whisk that together. Mm-hmm. All there is to it. You're going to spoon that over the top of your corned beef, okay? Then you're going to wrap the corned beef with the foil, right, in a way that allows for a little bit of space on top between the corned beef and the foil, right? Okay. And then it creates, what you're doing with your aluminum foil is creating sort of a container that's going to catch the juices. You're going to place the foil-wrapped corned beef in a shallow roasting pan and bake it for two hours at 350 degrees. I could do this. Your house is going to smell good. This is really pretty, pretty foolproof, actually. I mean, it there's sounds, nothing to it. It's very easy. There's nothing very to it. Easy. Think of it. You I can got, do you got it. The, you got the corned beef and the aluminum foil in right. the pan, which means you're not dirtying the pan. I love that. Even I'm better. all about not. I'm all about that, too. Right? If it's got too many pans, I, I'm, I'm with not going to make that it. One. <laughs> also, two hours, that'd be a nice period of time. Have yourself a couple of Guinness, right? A few. Or maybe an Irish coffee. One of our or cocktails. Or three. We'll come back to that. What you talking about? What do you know what he's talking about? I have no clue what I've he's never had more than. I've never had more than two. Have I, Pam? No, you haven't. Ever. Okay. No. <laughs> you didn't protest loud enough. On <laughs> no, Jenny, never. You've never. Now, listen to what you're going to do. After two hours, it's hard to be serious when you're in the studio. I'm sorry. Open the foil wrapping and spread a little more honey mustard over the top of the corned beef, and now you're going to broil it. So turn the turn the oven up to broil. Broil it for two to three minutes until the top is bubbly and lightly browned. Mm, that Got it? so good. That Ooh, sounds yum. good. Let it rest for five to ten minutes, then place it on a cutting board, right? And then you're going to pull out those cloves. Mm-hmm. Throw those out. You don't want to bite into a whole clove. Now lift the corned beef up to see which direction the grain of the meat is running. And you want to cut across the diagonal, okay. right? Across okay. the grain of the meat, not it. with it. Into maybe one half inch slices. Heaven. Oh, that sounds so Heaven. good. That sounds so good. You will enjoy this. You will also love having this leftover for uh, for sandwiches the next day. I would make Rubens the next oh, day I in a heartbeat. Too. I would That's too. the first thing that came to mind was Rubens. Rubens. Oh, Ruben. <laughs> I right. know. Swiss cheese and sauerkraut and that yummy Thousand Island dressing and rye bread and... Oh, I just I just could talk about it all day long. This is like making a big turkey at Thanksgiving. Yes. Bake and glaze a huge corned beef. And then you have plenty for leftovers. Leftovers. For family, absolutely. Make it big. You know, sometimes you can pick these things up at even some of the large discount stores like um, Costco or 
or Sam's or some mm-hmm. of those. You can get these extra, but you think I'm never going to eat that. No, you can you can eat the whole family can right. eat on it all. Easily. We can make sandwiches Easily. and all kinds of things. Let's um, okay. This is what I've been waiting for. This we're going to go ahead and skip this to dessert. More. Okay, here because, we go. Because you know. It's our show, and we can do whatever we That's want. Right, we can, <laughs> and you can even I, add, you can even eat this before you eat the cr- the corned beef if well, you prefer. And let me tell you, what I pair with the corned beef, I have a wonderful recipe for sautéed cabbage, guys. You actually brown the brown the cabbage a little bit. It's amazing. That and some roasted potatoes and carrots. I'm going to have the recipe on the website for that. Okay, that's lovely. All the recipes will be on the website. So if you want to go in there and pick up those recipes, just go to southernsistershome.com. Right, right, and uh, and you'll have your your you and shall we'll have there. your St. Patty's Day recipes, Guinness brownies. Oh my heavens! Oh my, now, talk now, to me. Don't be afraid of this. People may say beer brownies, brownies beer. I just I don't see the two together. It it's actually, no different than cooking with any other type of alcohol. This, this sounds really really and good. Guinness though. is like a heavier. And Guinness is heavy more, and stout. Mm-hmm. It's almost milky. Mm-hmm. It, it just is. goes so good. It is, and you're going to reduce it down a little bit. So listen to this, folks. Okay, this sounds just so love, good. I just love this. And they're so chocolatey and chewy and delicious. You'll have a, I'll have a photo on the website too. What you're going to do is you are going to place one cup of Guinness Extra Stout in a medium saucepan, like a two quart saucepan, and bring it to a boil. Now, watch out for the stout because it will tend to, when it heats, sometimes it can bubble up quite a bit. You don't want it foaming mm-hmm. up. And, so keep it, once it brings to a bubble, turn it down just a little bit. But you're going to boil that on a slow boil until the liquid reduces by half. Got it? Got it. Got okay. it. You're going to have a concentrated Guinness stout. Got it? Okay. Now you're going to stir in 10 tablespoons of butter. That's like a stick and a fourth into the reduced Guinness and stir it in until it's melted. You're going to add one and a fourth cup of sugar and whisk until that's dissolved. Then you're going to whisk in three-fourths of a cup plus two tablespoons of unsweetened cocoa, mm-hmm. a fourth of a teaspoon of salt, and a fourth of a teaspoon of cinnamon. Oh, this sounds good. Whisk until it's smooth. Now, you're going to remove it from the heat and let it cool until just, just a little bit so it's warm to the touch. You don't want it still piping hot. Got it? You're going to line a square 8 by 8 baking pan with parchment paper or, or foil in a way that there is a little bit of ogre overhang on two sides. This is great because then what you can do is you can kind of lift it out out of the pan. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about it sticking or trying to fish them out, right? And once you do that, then you're going to allow the mixture to cool a little bit until it's just slightly warm to the touch. Then you're going to stir in two teaspoons of vanilla, right? Mm-hmm. Two large eggs and three-fourths of a cup of flour. Stir that till smooth. You're then going to add two-thirds cup of pecans. Now, um, I have had this recipe probably three different ways. Um, I've made it. I have one that I developed probably about three or four years ago. It used a combination of Guinness and a dash of Bailey's in it. Um, this one is a hybrid that I pulled together from about three different recipes. Change the proportions. Guys, I think that three-fourths of a cup of flour is all you're going to need for this. Some people say, no, you need more closer to a cup or a cup and a half. You don't want too much flour because you don't want it too dry, right? You want that. Mm-hmm. You want it to come out chewy, chewy and fudgy, okay? Feel free to kind of flub with the recipe a little bit, but this is what works for me. Then you're going to pour it into the pan, right? Pour the mixture into the pan, bake it at 350 for 30 minutes, and cool it on a rack. When it's completely cool, lift the brownies out of the pan, and uh, cut them into squares. Oh my enjoy. gosh, that sounds so good. Now, you could enjoy this with a uh, with a glass of Guinness, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Right? Easily. It's, it, this is amazing. The recipe will be on the website as well as the sautéed cabbage, the ba- roasted and glazed corned beef, right? Mm-hmm. And guess what? The Irish coffee recipe will be there. Will be there. Right? I've also got a wonderful, I've got two other cocktails here that I'm going to put up there for you. I just think it's important to have a little variety when it comes to alcohol. Don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs)
Did you hear this? It's scary. Yes. It's scary how we said that. Well, guys, happy St. Patrick's, happy Saint Day. Patrick's Day, we'll be, everyone. We'll be right back. <laughs> Southern Sisters Radio Show. Now, with your Southern narrative, sharing stories from around the South, here is your host, Jenny McCormick Earhart. Aging Advice from a 96-Year-Old Woman by Francesca Biller. My grandmother was always the hottest commodity in her town, and in any town for that matter. Perhaps it is the way she flirted and posed for the camera, even winking as she adorably crossed her legs slowly and deliberately for each photo from age 6 to 96, as if she were the most beautiful and important person in the world. And ever since I can remember, that's just who she was, the most important and beautiful woman around, and always the youngest at heart person I had the gracious opportunity to know. Maybe it was the way she knew how to get the best seat at any fine restaurant on a Saturday evening and without a reservation. Sounds a bit like Betty Davis on a humorous day, but looking more like Betty Grable, she would say. Now don't tell me you don't have room for a pretty girl like me with personality to boot, as she coyly smiled. It worked like a charm every time. Come right this way, the maitre d' would reply, and she gave me a knowing grin as if to say, I hope you're taking notes. Or perhaps it was the way she laughed, that joyous laughter that captivated anyone who heard it, as it was genuine, hearty to the core, because of its sincere sing-song, unpretentious and absolutely infectious sound. Anyone who can manage to stay beautiful and youthful well into their ninth decade on this planet is someone well worth listening to. This is just what my grandma, Anna Lee, did until her very last day at the ripe young age of 96. Betty White with a dash of Marilyn Monroe and Lucille Ball and a princess or two thrown in for levity and that's just a hint of how much this hotness factor played in my grandma's entire being but I believe that what truly made my grandma a gorgeous woman and appear younger than her years was her attitude about life and the way she carried herself in it if you can't laugh at yourself no one will ever take you seriously she once casually exclaimed while cutting roses from her lush and overgrown garden When I was a little girl, she used to take me along on endless, joyous days when we would visit museums, fashion shows, enjoy tea time with her friends, and spend long lunches with interesting and fabulously exotic people. Because I was with her meant that I was somehow beautiful too, because she included me in her endless, passionate, and exuberant life. One day when we whizzed about town in her canary yellow vintage convertible Jaguar, as she donned a Grace Kelly-style scarf and sunglasses, she said to me, I think we need a girl's afternoon to spoil ourselves. What do you think? I just smiled back at her. All of the age of 10 with my shiny patent leather Mary Jane shoes as I held onto my door for safety, as she was a fast driver, although she always managed to talk herself out of a speeding ticket with a charmed, I'm sure, police officer. One of my last memories was when she phoned to tell me she was going to purchase a new bathing suit and would I like to go along. She loved wearing festive new suits each season as the men at the senior center expected as much and she didn't have the heart to let them down. Mind you, she had been married twice and lost her second husband some 25 years before and was now a confirmed and happy bachelorette living each day to the fullest of scales by anyone's measure. 
I regret that I did not shop for a bathing suit with her on that day. But I will never forget one of the last things that she said to me. Well, honey, I just hope that you take the time to buy yourself something pretty, too. It sure does a girl a lot of good. Grandma, you're still doing me a lot of good. And for all of your wisdom and advice that I cherish and now pass on to my daughters, I can tell you that we are grateful. 20 ways to stay young and hot from someone who really knew how. 1. Watch your figure closely, because if you don't take time to do so, nobody else will. She watched what she ate and exercised, but she also knew how to wear a dress like nobody's business. 2. Avoid spending time with people who complain about how old they feel. They will just pull you right down with them and make you feel old, too. Instead, surround yourself with people who feel and act both young, inside and out. Seriously, she lived by this rule and only kept the company of positive and enlightening folks. 3. Exercise every day, no matter how tired or lazy you feel. Just moving around will make you forget how tired you are, and pretty soon, you'll have more energy to do all of the fun things you truly want to do. She either played golf, swam, danced, or walked nearly every day of her life. 4. Travel whenever you are able. Seeing the world and discovering how other people live adds life, love, and lucidity to your years. Well into her 90s, Anna Lee was traveling abroad to fabulous and exotic places on a moment's notice. 5. Take the time to plan wonderful things for the future. This will give you something to look forward to and make you feel hopeful. Whenever I spoke to her, she had something new to tell me about what she was going to be doing, both sooner and later. 6. Be extravagant once in a while. Whether it's eating a decadent piece of chocolate cake, wearing something maybe not quite appropriate for your own good, or dining at a very expensive restaurant even once a year, this can make you feel both happy and young. She could be seen eating a small piece of dark chocolate every afternoon while sometimes wearing a slightly low-cut sweater. 7. On a daily basis, eat whatever you want, drink what you want, and say what you want, but all with a degree of moderation. While she enjoyed a martini, she didn't get drunk, although she may have danced a bit more because of it. 8. Flirt with life, not just with men and women, but with all of what life has to offer. This will make you feel young, hopeful, and excited to get out of bed every day. My grandma enjoyed flirting with any man in uniform, and I'm certain that if she were around today, she would flirt with my boyfriend while also flirting with the idea of buying new shoes. 9. Surround yourself with lively, smart, fun, and interesting people who adore being around you. Don't settle for anything or anyone else. I once witnessed my grandmother speaking to a man with a mustache who spoke to her in Italian about a book he had just written while he smiled at her the whole time. 10. Be spontaneous. When you do something out of the ordinary and on barely a moment's notice, this can make you feel alive and young. She was known to announce unexpected trips and excursions to the beach. 11. Don't ever feel sorry about yourself. It's a waste of time and a waste of your life. And it also bores people to tears. Never once in all my years did I ever hear my grandmother complain about her life. 12. Take the time to be beautiful. You can't feel both depressed and fabulous at the same time. She got her hair done every week. It was dyed a beautiful shade of blonde with perfect lips and fragrant hairspray. 13. Treat yourself regularly to wonderful little things especially if they seem unnecessary and frivolous. This will remind you that you are wonderful, and when you feel wonderful, you just feel better. She often frequented special bookstores and could be also be found buying herself shoes and hats on cold winter days. 14. Never say or think that you are too old to do anything. 
This is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You are only as old as you make up your mind to be. My grandma was the first person to volunteer to do anything that seemed youthful. 15. Live the way that you feel your age to be, not what others tell you. If you feel 16, keep that energy up and you will feel like a teenager for as long as you are willing. Even though she was way past 16, she could make anyone around her feel as forever young as she was. 16. Every morning when you wake up, tell yourself you are beautiful and a wonderful person while you look straight in the mirror. Annalie really did this. I saw her. And she would also sing to herself on occasion. 17. Read a lot of history. It will teach you a lot about what other people have gone through, and their stories will inspire you. It will give you perspective about how good you really have it right now. My grandma was absolutely obsessed about history, especially about the soap opera dalliances of English royalty and the sufferings of commoners and romantics. 18. As soon as a negative thought comes into your mind, make a habit of replacing it with a joke, a humorous anecdote, watch a funny film, or call a positive friend. Grateful to say, she often called moi for a humor boost. 19. When you're a man or a woman, whether you're a man or a woman, never sit around all day in your bedclothes. Get dressed, brush your hair, spiff yourself up, and be ready for the Queen of England if she happens to stop by. Within a half hour of waking, Grandma had her face on, her heels, and her hair brushed, and smelled like candy. 20. Pay attention to children, because they know how to be happy, young, and carefree. I should know about this one. I was lucky enough to be her granddaughter, and she paid a lot of attention to me and my three daughters. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Program. We are just super excited that you joined us today. You know, I think we could all learn a lot from Anna Lee. Oh, what do you I think, agree. Pam? I love Absolutely. that. Mm-hmm. Precious. My kind of lady. Mine you know? too. Mm-hmm. I want to be like her when I grow up. Well, you know, despite you know? the fact that she hailed from California, I will say, I think that woman had a lot of Southern in her. I think we could adopt <laughs> her. I think we absolutely could, could, could adopt, adopt her. her. <laughs> Guys, any of the recipes that we shared on the air today are going to be on the website. Just go and visit us there, southernsistershome.com. We also absolutely love to hear from our our listeners, if you have show ideas, uh, any feedback on the show, uh, just email me or my administrative assistant, Jeanette, right? Sounds good. You can yeah. reach us at yes. radio at southernsistershome.com. And don't forget, I'm putting a little little uh, uh, bug in your ear out there. We got the Pinners Conference coming up in April. Please tell me about that because it okay. sounds wonderful. Well, you know Pinterest, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. so they are coming to Atlanta with the Pinners Conference. They're expecting about ten to 12,000 people to be there. There will be more than 100 different classes that you can take. Everything from arts and crafts, do it your self types of things, organizational tips and techniques, and cooking classes, folks. I'm going to be teaching a chocolate class. Oh, wonderful. Yum. Indeed, Hello. it is. I have entitled it Eat More Chocolate. So we are going to talk about the health benefits of chocolate. We're going to talk about melting techniques, recipes. How about that? I think that sounds wonderful. And keep listening to our show, guys, because I'm going to give you, in the next few weeks, a special code that you can use to go on and get discounted tickets. It'll be held in Atlanta at the Atlanta Galleria. April 21st and 22nd. That's a Friday and a Saturday. Oh, it sounds mm-hmm. fabulous. I can't wait. Right? It's going to be fun. You know, yes. It's just sort of a way of the future. I was I was teasing earlier about my daughter's always cooking off a of Pinterest, but it's just uh, it's the way they do things now. It's a millennial thing. And Pamela, happy birthday. Thank you, my darling. Mm, I think we are aging quite well, don't we you think? We are aging gracefully. You're still older than me, though. <laughs> oh, I'm gone. I had to get, had to get oh, it in. We love y'all. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.